Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. So today I learned one of the more niche things that you're going to encounter on this show. And it's very specific to me, but there are lessons in this just like there are lessons in absolutely everything else. And specifically, the thing that I learned is, well, let me give you the background. So my daughter is a volleyball player, and she's probably looking to play in college. Now, that's not a for sure thing, but she's played very high level, um, like open level tournaments. Uh, the team that she was on a couple of for the last two years was like top you know, 15 in the nation or something like that. So this is high level play. And so she's looking at probably moving into, she may play at a division one school, which are the best ones. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see because we're in the recruiting phase right now. And so as part of this whole thing, I started talking to another parent and what he told me is that in some cases, definitely not all, but in some high-level Division I college programs, not the top, top, not the Big Ten, but like the, you know, the mid to lower tier D1 where my daughter has a chance because she's not some sort of crazy phenom like some other people she knows. At that level, apparently some coaches are prioritizing speed over height in one very specific way. So my daughter is a middle blocker. And if you don't play or know volleyball, middle blocker is a very active position. Uh, I mean, they're all very active positions, but it's one where they have to block uh, in the middle where they are, but they also have to block on the right and the left, which means often they will jump and then land and then go to one side or the other and jump with somebody else, or they will have to transition out and and hit very quickly. They hit very quick sets rather than the big looping ones that tend to go to the outsides more often than not. And so that position has traditionally been a very tall position. My daughter will probably be around six feet, which is tall for a girl, obviously. But the people who are making you know, division one teams in the middle traditionally have been like six, four or something. I mean, they tend to be very tall players and my daughter is stretching it at six foot. She's probably more like five eleven, And so she is by those standards, short, shorter, and we know a player who's a very, very, very good player and wouldn't even be looked at by a Division One team, one particular Division One team, because she wasn't quite tall enough and she's taller than my daughter. And so it's one of those cases where like what you're born with really kind of sets what your options are in the particular case, because you weren't born as tall as other people. It means that the, some of the programs won't even look. But what this parent was telling me was that in some cases, in some coaches, slightly smaller players tend to be faster. My daughter is very fast. She's very athletic. She jumps very high. She runs very fast. And that, as an average, is a little less common for the really tall players. And so those players are able to get up maybe as high, maybe higher, depending on how high they're actually getting off the ground. But they're also starting higher, which means that their hands are in a position to block sooner by milliseconds. But some coaches apparently are looking at that transition speed as being more important. So the lesson of all of this, the very specific thing that I learned is that in some cases, even high level, even division one schools 
in some cases are looking at players who are slightly smaller and faster, meaning that my daughter has a chance. I thought that was really interesting. It's very relevant to us as a family and to her as an individual as she goes forward. It's probably not as relevant to you, but neither are a lot of these noticings. So in this case, the specific, in all cases, the specific noticing doesn't matter. It's what did we pull from it? And in this case, it's the the sport of volleyball is evolving, just like all institutions evolve. Uh, there was so there's a back row player called a libero that didn't exist when I played volleyball. That's a big way that the sport has evolved, and there are others that I won't bore you with. But this it has also gotten faster and more specialized, and this is one more way in which that's probably true, or it's maybe becoming true in this one specific venue, and. That is a larger lesson to absolutely any existing institution, any existing set of rule, is what are the norms and will they ever change? And spoiler, almost always they will. The institutions that don't change where you say, well, you can't change that, you can't change that, they have a limited lifespan because they aren't changing and evolving and life is about changing and evolving. Now, here's where it matters most to us as creators. Creation and creativity is the act of looking at things in different ways. And what that means is breaking rules, or at least wondering why rules exist in the ways that they exist. Challenging rules. Well, how can I, you know, subvert this rule? How can I twist it? How can I, you know, maybe honor the spirit of the rule, but maybe not? In my case, there are certain rules like, uh, show don't tell is a writing rule. And that means that you should always demonstrate something rather than explicitly telling the reader that it's true. I don't agree that that's 100% true all the time. I also don't agree 100% in various rules of uh, punctuation or uh, certain ways that stories need to be told. I mean, how many times did we in high school language class learn that the first, you you know, an essay is five paragraphs. And the first paragraph is you're tell them what you're going to tell them. And then you make three points in three paragraphs. And then the end is to tell them what you told them and sum it up. That is the most boring way to write something. And yet the rules exist for a reason. And I think that it's always a mistake when somebody just throws out the rules without knowing what they are. You have to know what the rules are. You have to know why they exist before you begin to consider changing them. But creativity is about that. Creativity is about is about seeing what what is truly essential in a situation and then asking how can I get to that? Or it's it sometimes is just about bucking what's normal, just to force people out of their their ruts and make them think in new ways. So let's look at any of us as creators. So I am kind of weird as an author. Uh, I mean, a lot of us are, but I my books contain a lot of philosophy and science. I use words that are, quote, too big, according to the rules sometimes. I use sentence structures that are too complex sometimes. And yes, you may find my work pompous and annoying for those reasons, but it is who I am. And this is my own unique voice. I also tend to reference the movie RoboCop for some reason all the time. And I'm talking about the real RoboCop. I'm not talking about the remake. I'm talking about the original Paul Verhoeven RoboCop because that is the only RoboCop that exists. And other, you know, 80s and 90s pop culture, for some reason, I'm always doing it. And I've, I can't stop even if I wanted to. 
but I shouldn't. That's the point. There are no rules as pertains to your voice or the way that you are. You are going to resonate with somebody, which is sort of a part two to this, is I know that there are people out there who really appreciate the things that I do when I write and the ways that I tell stories. And those people aren't satisfied by, just to give the examples I've already given, less complex narratives, less uh, you know simpler sentences and simpler vocabulary. And those are just the surface level things. There's a certain way I use humor and intellect together. And those people want that and they aren't getting it from other things. And there's something that you create that is number one, going to make somebody else feel, hey, I'm not the only weird one. But number two, I want this. You know, everybody's, this world is full of a lot of different people. Being true to you, even if it means bucking what is normally done, is a good thing. And questioning status quo and rewriting the rules, that's what trans the transformative nature of art and stories is all about. It's like a twist. It's like, is there a surprise twist? A surprise twist is a breaking of the rule, people. So, this is all just to say that there are existing structures like volleyball and even the things that seem the most firm are not necessarily firm. And it is our job as creators to shake things up. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.